to the Management Insights Podcast with your hosts, Phil Meidlack and Brad Hansen. You're about to hear from two proven leaders with over 50 years of combined experience with the goal of helping leaders and teams break through to the next level. Phil and Brad take a practical, easy to understand and fun approach to tackling everyday challenges. Here's Phil and Brad. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Phil Meidlack and Brad Hansen here for uh, a podcast that uh, we're going to call Permission to be Human. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> and and, uh, and what that means is really uh, the importance of giving ourselves permission to be human means giving ourselves permission to and the freedom to experiment, to try new things, to fail, to learn from those failures and then to ultimately succeed. And uh, in today's world, it seems like people are fearful of making a mistake. You know, if they're in a big corporate or bureaucratic uh, environment where permission to be human is discouraged and uh, permission to be safe uh, doesn't always mean you're going to thrive if you're if you're taking the safe route and you're not thinking creatively. So Brad and I, when we were deciding uh, what we wanted to chat about on this topic, this just kind of organically came up. So it's the top of our mind. And so I'd like to start this uh, topic uh, by asking Brad to uh, tell us about an exercise that uh, you you had asked your entire employee team to do at your Go University event, which is an annual all-employee event uh, to bring the team together, to collaborate, to get to know each other because they're, they have diverse geographies are all over the place. Uh, so Brad, um, if you want to tell us about the exercise and then, you know, we'll pick up and, and, and kind of replay the conversation you and I just had. Yeah, sure. So, um, again, part of, uh, part of the difficulty in a, in a growing organization is how do you make sure that everybody's somewhat in tune with the, the abilities of everybody that's around them? And it, uh, it gets pretty easy to get siloed up in your department or your geography, uh, your, your office, your cubicle section. And so uh, what we did was challenge our employees to go out and, and actually interview uh, three other employees around the company that they didn't know much about. And part of the interview process was just to ask them, hey, what is it that, that makes you really uniquely great at what you do for Go Engineer? And as simple as that seems, it just opened up a, a bunch of new kind of dynamic relationships that allowed people at work to be so much more productive than they were before because they understood uh, the the genius of the folks that were surrounding them, and they could tap into that at, at you know at a moment's notice. They could pick up a phone, uh, do an instant message, shoot off an email, and and better what they were trying to do for the company because they were they were more aware of the resources that were surrounding them. So that was kind of the, the, the gist of what the exercise was. And it was very, very successful. Yeah. What kind of energy did that create in the company? I mean, you've, you've shared a lot of the responses with me, which um, I know what the energy was. It was phenomenal, but I guess I'd, I'd like to hear from you, you know, what are the biggest takeaways that people, not you, but that the employee team is realizing in themselves as well as, in others that they work with? Yeah, that's a fantastic question because um, part of the exercise that I left out was as they were reporting back to me what they found out about those three other individuals, I also required them to tell me what their perspective was on their kind of unique uh, differentiating ability was for why why it was that they were at Go Engineering. Their superpower. Exactly, their superpower. <laughs> and so I think the, the energy was amazing and the takeaway was people understood just by doing this simple exercise, which took, you know, maybe no longer than 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, and some people, it was even shorter than that. But but they learned, uh, first of all, 
that everybody has something that makes them, uh, you know, really, really good at what they do. And, and it's, and it's, there's so many different talent sets out there. I think that there was this feeling of, oh, wow, I don't have to be great at everything. I don't have to know everything because there are people around me that know a lot more about either a topic, a subject. They're just naturally better at doing something. And if I can just leverage them, then my job gets easier. I do a better job at what I'm asked to do. And I think so the energy around it was was incredible, both from obviously anytime you can build a personal relationship, I think you are you're more effective uh, in anything that you do. But but it also just gave people the confidence to, I think, get outside of their current comfort zone and try some things differently. And as you and I have talked about before, Phil, that's the that's the secret of growing a successful organization is surrounding yourself with people that can can do things that you can't do and they can take on projects and and they can look at doing things differently. So now the growth of your organization is exponential because when it's when it's just you, no matter how good you are, it can only grow at, at, at your capacity. And then if you add a, a couple more people and they can have kind of that same full capacity and they can be doing things, now your growth is truly exponential as an organization. Right. And, and the way this conversation bubbled up, I was uh, telling Brad a story recently where I needed to hire uh, an additional assistant and I underestimated my need hired someone, she's phenomenal and, you know, is going to stay on board. We'll just narrow the focus of her activities. But um, I goofed. I underestimated the need and I find myself uh, in the process of hiring an additional person that has greater bandwidth uh, to to support uh, to support my needs. And um, the permission to be human is really to experiment, to make mistakes, to put your pride and your ego in your pocket, to be able to admit you, oh, man, I goofed. You know, I underestimated because when 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 we're comfortable doing that, man, it's just amazing how progress can flow from that. And at Go University, we had this series called Strive to Thrive, and we talked about each other's superpower, obviously. But what we also talked about is um, ants and insecurities. You know, ants are automatic negative thoughts and insecurities. And what was um, really amazing to me is when I asked everybody, how many of us have ants and insecurities? And my hand went up first, and literally every hand in the room went up. Everybody's got them, right? It's part of the human condition. You know, we're, we're vulnerable. But what, you put up this veneer that says, hey, uh, I'm not going to step out of my comfort zone. I don't want to make a mistake. I look like a fool. And um, apparently, I don't have a lo- whole lot of problem with that. I just I am what I am. And <laughs> if I, you know, I, I, I just know that I'm human. And, you know, I'm really, I've got some tremendous talents in some areas. In other areas, you know, you know, they're, they're weaknesses. And I think the the theme behind, you know, just permission to be human is just realizing that every single person on the planet has a natural set of, of gifts, of strengths, as, and of weaknesses. And um, our job as human beings is to be crystal clear on what our superpower is or what our, our gifts or our strengths are. And then once we know, and it's it's generally, you know, two or three things. It's not 50. It's not, you know, it's not a bunch of them. It's two or three things as you said, Brad, that give us the ability to really rise and excel, you know, as a human being, both personally as well as professionally. The challenge is, as human beings, we also have a set of natural, uh, just natural weaknesses, right? So the human condition is we're going to have some strengths and some weaknesses. But what happens and what we try to do with this exercise is really help people understand that uh, what holds people back is that we have a choice to look at one of two lenses. When we look in the mirror at ourselves, we can look at 
one lens that says, man, these are my strengths. Or we could look at the other lens that says, these are my automatic negative thoughts, ants, and insecurities. These are my past failures. And we look at that and we allow our brains or our, our minds to obsess over that. And then all of a sudden that becomes who we are to ourselves. And then it holds us back. And if we realize, you know, the permission to be human, that every single person on the planet has a couple amazing strengths, and we all have a whole bunch of things that are just natural weaknesses. They're not intended to be our strengths. Our job is to identify those strengths, grow them, and leverage them. And when we do that, individually and collectively, you know, as a, as a, in our personal lives as well as our professional lives, and the, the organization we're part of, we all benefit if everybody can focus their attention on continuing to grow and develop their superpower and then leveraging the heck out of that. Oh my gosh, you know, it's unstoppable. Versus if we spent our entire life trying to strengthen our natural weaknesses, nat right? They're never going to, they're, they're just part of who we are as a human being. So if we spend our entire life trying to strengthen our natural set of weaknesses at the end of our life, all we'll have is a stronger set of weaknesses. You know, if we spend our time leveraging our strengths, you know, building those and leveraging those, then you create momentum individually as well as collectively inside the organization. The thing that I think stimulated this conversation and, you know, fill in uh, some blanks here was just me saying, hey, I tried something I underestimated. So I guess you could call that a failure. You know, it's not a failure. I was experimenting and I, I and I, uh, I I missed the mark in terms of and identifying exactly how much help I needed. And so, great, I learned something. Now we go back to the uh, the drawing board and, you know, we'll be stronger for it. You know, that's not, uh, um, it's not the end of the world kind of mistake, but what, uh, was, was there anything else you wanted me to share, Brad, about that story or? Well, you just, I, I just want to reiterate that this is the, uh, I think the most powerful part of, of what we get to do, uh, Phil, uh, on a pretty regular basis. And that is talk about, Hey, what is, what's going on within our, within our lives, within our businesses, what, what are we trying? What are folks around us doing? And there's, there is so much to, to be learned from the idea that, you know, I, listen, I, I've been involved at GoEngineer for over 20 years and have had uh, the, the good fortune of just uh, experiencing some unbelievably great success and sur surrounded by amazing people, both vendor partners and their technology and the people that work there, and then the, the people that work at Go Engineer, you have a track record of starting businesses and running them very successfully and coaching and mentoring hundreds of other uh, businesses that are very, very successful. And through all of that, we still kind of pick up the phone and talk about things like, oh, you know what, we I tried this and it, it actually didn't really pan out like I thought it was going to. So so then I found a better way I could I could attack the problem. And just as we were having that conversation earlier today, it occurred to me, and to your point, I love, and I didn't know that's what you're, you know, the permission to be human. And that permission is is twofold. Part of being human is is having this ability to come up with really unique, great solutions to problems. So allow yourself to do that or allow the people that are working around you to do that. And at the same time, being human is, oh man, we're going to mess up and we're going to, we're going to think we have a good idea and we're going to, we're going to roll it out and it's not going to be exactly what we thought. And too often in business, and we've both witnessed this, as soon as that happens, Everybody kind of clenches up and says, "Oh, we, you know, the, no, wait, that that didn't work out well. So let's go, let's go back to our safe zone and let's not really continue to poke around the edges and say, well, maybe there was something there, and we just approached it from a little bit of a, a 
if we approached it from a little bit of a different angle, we could have the success that we thought. And that ability to both fail personally and allow failure around you and to try things personally and and succeed personally and allow those around you to succeed is really the core of everything. You know, it all kind of comes back to that. And so I really appreciate you sharing this story on the podcast because I asked you, hey, could you share this story with us? We're going to be getting together next week for some management meetings. We have two days, one days where we bring in a cross-section of all the different employees that work for us, sales and marketing and technical. And then the other day is just the management team. This is the topic that I that I know is going to be the most beneficial topic for us to be working with our team because that exponential growth that I'm looking for in the next two, three, four, five years is going to come from these people. And so as they see this in action and they hear that this is, you can really, you can make this a habit. It just requires a little bit of discipline or requires, you know, some coaching and some mentoring. And it's so exciting to see what it does. So you've covered it beautifully. I, I, I you know, this is, this is a topic, you know, we're both very passionate about, and it's been fun to, to spend a little bit of time today and, uh, and record a podcast about it. Yeah. And let me, I'm going to just share two quick stories that actually occurred today. And before I do, the meetings Brad is talking about is the, uh, they're the quarterly operational planning meetings. If you want to learn a little bit more about those, go to my website and um, um, check out the services tab and you'll, you'll be able to learn more about the QOP meeting. But two things that happened this morning, um, I had uh, two meetings. One was with my assistant who's uh, 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 a wonderful woman who's got a five-month-old, you know, first child, and and we've been working together for about two months. And she had uh, shared with me she's a little she'd like to talk a little bit about some time and priority management uh, challenges that she's having. And uh, this was designed to be a flexible position uh, with a certain number of hours uh, defined. And there's a couple, um, you know, a couple things that had slipped through the the cracks. Not nothing was a big deal, and. Um, what I appreciated about her is, you know, uh, and I told her this from the start, I got the, the, the very strong um, um, feeling that she was going to be, uh, you know, a, uh, a courageous communicator with tons of respect and tons of compassion. And she's exactly that. So she brought up something that she was concerned about her ability to perform at a certain level. And, um, and, and my job as a leader is to create safety right? Create an environment where someone can come and say, you know what, I goofed or she didn't goof or, or, you know, this is a challenge where so many people stuff that. And, and, um, and and I, I kind of uh, put that responsibility on leaders. You have to IV drip that message in over and over and over and over to create that safety. And one of the things, Brad, you've heard me say, you know, a million times over, you know, 13, 14 years is that I don't care if, if we make a mistake, I don't care if we hit a goal, if we miss a goal, I just care that we, uh, you know, I care that we talk about it. We have to talk about it and learn from that. So I don't care that we miss it. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to fail. So are you. So is our team. But we as leaders have to create an environment where people, they don't hide that stuff. They don't play hide and seek with the truth, as I like to refer to it. Come to the meeting, say, hey, you know, missed this goal. Thought a lot about it. Talked with a few other people. Here's what I think, you know, if I could replay that tape, you know, replay that month, that quarter, here's what I've done differently. And let's just talk about it and learn from it. So I loved what um, uh, my assistant did today and just brought that up and was very comfortable doing that. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously after the conversation, we created a, a couple ideas for solutions and we're better for it now. The other thing I was coaching a, a, a channel manager that I work with this morning and um, 
uh, he's new to this organization. And, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, he had a presentation because he's new, he's drinking from the fire hose, learning all sorts of products and, you know, partners and things of that nature. And his, his boss, they were in an internal meeting, uh, um, just spontaneously called him up and said, Hey, would you mind presenting these next two slides? Well, and he's a newbie, you know, he's been there for about a month and a half. So, um, he was feeling bad this morning because, uh, he, he, he said, that's not my normal performance. You know, I I'm, I'm drinking from the fire hose and he felt really uncomfortable. And, um, and, and so we just basically had the same conversation this morning. I said, well, first of all, you would be, from my perspective, you would be an absolute dream employee. If you came to me and you said, Hey, Phil, this presentation wasn't up to my standard. I thought about it. And, um, you know, uh, and, and here's, here's some improvements or things that I could have done different or prepared differently. Do you also have some advice for me that would help me grow? So collecting advice, being transparent, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, which sometimes is hard for people because of ego and pride. Um, but this guy, you know, he, I said, basically tell him what you told me this morning and that's who he is anyways. Um, and he was really very comfortable with, with that. And he's excited about it because it's taken pressure off of him that we don't have to be posers. You know, we don't have to pretend we're perfect. Just say, Hey, that's not me. I goofed. I could have done X, Y, and Z. What other guidance do you have for me? And can you give me a presentation a month from now where I can actually demonstrate to you and the team that, that I got this. And for me, that's like a dream employee as opposed to someone who's defensive or who's playing hide and seek with a mistake, you know, that just slows things down and it, it dramatically reduces your competitive advantage as an organization when employees are doing that. And the leader doesn't realize that that's on them. They, it's their job to create safety. If they don't create safety, they absolutely automatically have diminished their organization's uh, uh, competitive advantage. No, that's that is that's exactly the type of thing that uh, that's that's perfect. And uh, you know, it, hopefully, the, those of you who are listening uh, to the podcast understand that this is the type of stuff that that Phil and I are passionate about. We we, we buy in to this a hundred percent. And uh, you know, there's just once you start applying this this type of uh, behavior personally and uh, within your with maybe within the group that you're managing. It's so fun to see what happens. The, the, the energy level goes through the roof. The performance goes through the roof, and uh, and it's you know it, it's why we decided it'd be fun to uh, try to capture some of the uh, some of the topics we've talked about for years and years on the phone. And hopefully, you guys enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm going to throw one more thought. Um, it's not random, but it just popped into my head, so we'll call it random. But uh, <laughs> um, I remember, you know, when I started my company when I was 25 years old, um, that uh, I quickly learned from somewhere, I can't recall where that was from, but I think it was another business owner that had a, a significantly larger business and was just tapping into that resource and asking him, try, you know, trying to grow and accelerate my growth as an owner operator. And um, he had taught me that their priorities, which are very, very much in line. In fact, they're a hundred percent in line with your and my priorities, Brad. Uh, he has three priorities in terms of people. And he said, my number one priority is employees. My number two priority is clients. And my number three priority is the company health. And I said, okay, interesting. You know, tell me about that. Cause 
a lot of times you talk to some people that say, well, we got to focus on, you know, keeping the company healthy and profitable first as the first priority. Others will say clients first. And he said, Phil, it's really simple. You know, it's pay it forward. If you take care of your employee team, they'll take care of your clients. If your clients are well cared for, the company's going to do just fine. And yeah. so for, for leaders out there, if those aren't your priorities, you know, put a little thought into that. But, you know, the way you treat your people will determine their level of passion and engagement. You know, if you're kind and you create safety, they will walk over hot coals and cut glass for you because you'll be one of those leaders that is uh, rare and people will be busting down your door to get to you to work for you. If you don't believe that, if, if as you're listening to this, you kind of think, oh, that seems a little hokey or, you know, that seems too simple or uh, please, like my, my ask of you would be reach out to Phil or myself and because that, that could not be more accurate. It makes everything you do so much more enjoyable and, and you will, you will have so much more success within your company once you figure out that order, that priority. I love that. Yep. So, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please, you know, uh, forward them on to a friend, let them know about it. And, uh, if you have any suggested topics that you'd like Brad and I to address, uh, Email uh, myself, uh, phil at mydlackmanagement.com and Brad. B. Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, at goengineer.com. And we would love to hear your ideas. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Management Insights Podcast with Phil Mydlack, Executive Coach, and Brad Hansen, CEO of Go Engineer. Check out the complete list of Management Insight podcasts. And if you have a topic you'd like Phil and Brad to address, email your suggestion to phil at mydlacmanagement.com. That's phil at m-y-d-l-a-c-h management.com. Management Insights, helping leaders and teams break through to the next level.